Hey everyone, and welcome back to Practically Zero Waste, a podcast for making zero waste living as practical as possible. Okay, I am so excited to share this episode with you. Today I had a chat with Loop Store's VP of Business Development, Tony Rossi, about TerraCycle's new business. Loop Store epitomizes the circular economy and its business model must become our new way of life, focusing on reusable versus disposable. Let's get to it. Hi, Tony. How are you? Very good. How are you? I'm good. This is so great. So let's dive right in just because I've started a little bit late and I don't want to take up too much of your time. But what is TerraCycle and what was their mission from the beginning? Of course. So TerraCycle really is a recycling company. Where we're different than most recycling or waste management companies is that we single-handedly focus on products and packaging that otherwise are not municipally recyclable. Okay. So are we a PET bottle recycler or an aluminum can recycler or a cardboard box recycler? No, because most of the times a consumer will have a municipal option to make those products recyclable. Right. So where we specialize is really recycling weird things. You know, flexible plastic wrappers, coffee capsules, pens, even things as weird and complicated as cigarette butts. Cigarette butts? So that, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. We uh, we created the recycling process for, you know, hundreds of different waste streams. We do it in 21 countries around the world, and that is the biggest pillar of our company, of our business, and it goes a long way in, in helping to achieve our company's mission which is we want to eliminate the idea of waste. That that thrills me so much. <laughs> That's awesome. And and you also do interesting things like toothpaste tubes as well. So I just I want to clarify does that have to come to you clean and empty somehow or is that something that you just send to TerraCycle? Yes, so you send it to TerraCycle. It does require a unique supply chain. You can't put your toothpaste tube in your blue bin or in your garbage and expect it to end up at TerraCycle. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to participate through our programs, which live online. It's very easy to do. You would collect your empty toothpaste tubes and other oral care waste. It could be floss containers or toothbrushes themselves. And then you would download a free UPS shipping label, put it on the box. It comes to TerraCycle. We aggregate all of those oral care shipments together, and then we recycle them. It doesn't have to be clean. We expect some form of what we call contamination, which is residual product. Yeah. But it can't be full. No. Like, don't send us a full bottle of shampoo. No. But you also don't have to rinse out the bottle of shampoo before sending it back to us. So how big of an operation is this? So TerraCycles global footprint, like I said, is in 21 countries around the world where we are running these types of programs. Our global headcount is probably where we're upwards of 250 to 275 people. Wow. That said, when we look at our warehousing operations and we look at our recycling operations, we use third-party contractors. So we don't own the actual building. We don't own the process. We create the process. We invest heavily in operations folks we invest heavily in the science and the r&d and the engineering side of the business to teach our third parties how 
to recycle what we're recycling. So we will come in and we'll say to a, a regular recycling company, look, we have this much waste, we need this kind of process, this kind of extruder, this type of separation technology, you know, how much time, how much cost for us to run our material through your process. So we've developed those relationships with recyclers around the world in the 18 years that we've been, or sorry, 17 years we've been in business. Phenomenal. That's that's incredible. And an immense amount of work. So is there yeah, a cost? definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and such a noble undertaking, may I also say. So before we get to LoopStore, is there a cost involved in sending your stuff to TerraCycle? I know you said download a free UPS label, yeah. but I've heard of TerraCycle having kitchen boxes, bathroom boxes, that sort of thing to send products back. Correct. You're right. So in every market, we have our TerraCycle National Recycling Program, and that's free for consumers to participate. So why it's free for a consumer to participate, it's because we, as a company, have found a brand who will subsidize that cost for the consumer. Wow. So they pick up the operational side, they pick up the recycling. Wow. So if you look at you know our programs with Febreze or Tide here in the United States, it's because Procter & Gamble pays the bill. Wow. Um, same for Colgate, L'Oreal, and, and I believe we have up to 70 different free programs here in the United States, partnering with companies that are massive international conglomerates, but also local small companies as well. So that's the free program. That said, if you here in the United States say, I hate sponges, or I hate throwing sponges away, oh, okay, <laughs> right, then you can purchase the recycling option for products and packaging that otherwise don't have a sponsor. Okay. So we're still providing consumers or, or small offices, like they're a huge, yep. um, they're a huge buyer of our paid programs. Yep. We're providing them with the opportunity to recycle something that otherwise isn't recyclable and something that doesn't have a free program associated with it. That's awesome. And that's just a little bit of a high-level overview of what TerraCycle is and does uh, for people. But an offshoot of TerraCycle is something new that's called Loop Store. So if you can dive into that for me and tell me a little bit about how it began and what was the timeline from idea to reality for Loop Store. It's a nice segue. And, and how that really starts is about two years ago. I think our, our CEO is quite a visionary when it comes to uh, eliminating the idea of waste. Got to thinking, even if 100% of products and packaging are municipally recycled, Yeah. and even if 100% of those products and packaging are made from recycled content, which, to be quite frank, is a, is a utopian idea. We're, yeah, I don't see that happening. We're not but... even close to 50%, yeah. let alone 100 Yeah. Um, even if that were the case, if you dare to dream, <laughs> is that still the best thing for the environment? Uh -huh. And the, the answer is no, Yeah. right? We're still living in a single-use society. Yeah. So that's the, the point where the idea of Loop kind of was birthed. Uh, and, and what Loop is really trying to do is not kind of be a band-aid for products and packaging, but really attack the real problem at the source, and that is the very idea of disposability. 
and single use. So that's where every package in loop is durable and reusable. So oh. forget about is it recyclable, is it garbage, it's reusable. That's beautiful. You know, actually, I have some questions here. I'm just trying to like... <laughs> there's there's going to be a lot. There's so many start. questions. <laughs> what can I get through Loop Store? So upon launch, we'll have about 250 products available to consumers to purchase. And that's everything from beverages. So water, juices, carbonated beverages, to also products like tea and coffee. Okay. We have nuts, popcorn, granola, a lot of different snacking products. Yeah. So that's that covers kind of food and beverage. Everything, though, shelf-stable. So yes. are you going to be able to order your fresh produce through Loop? Not initially, because the supply chain and, and having to, to worry about best before dates yeah. That's something that we'll add on later. But any shelf-stable food product, including pet food, will be available. Then we'll have a big offering of personal care products. Right. So if you're thinking about shampoo, conditioner, those types of products, like Castile soap, will be made available through Loop. Okay. And then lastly, we'll have home care products, right? Cleaning products. Your laundry detergent, your dish soap, yeah. your hand soap. We even have Clorox disinfecting wipes in the program where the packaging is transitioned to something more durable and long-lasting. But because Loop is a TerraCycle company, we're also going to be providing a recycling option for the actual wipes itself, what? which is a huge technological breakthrough. How do you recycle that? <laughs> oh, it's, it's actually easier than recycling something like a, a cigarette butt. It, it, at the it. end of the day, is, is, a, is a durable fiber, which can be broken down and extruded into new plastic products. Insane. That's awesome. I mean, okay, maybe it's mind-blowing to me because I know nothing about how things are recycled to begin with, other than, hey, maybe they melt it down in a big vat and pour it into new molds. But... That, yeah, that sounds really incredible. Pretty much. A little <laughs> bit more. Our, our I'm in the sales side, so I'm with you. I'm like, yeah, of course. But a little bit more technical, but yeah. that's the general idea. Totally. That's awesome. The big buzz picture that's happening around uh, Loop Store advertising right now is haagen ice cream. Yes. Tell me more about it, that. It's, it's amazing because <laughs> I'm, I'm actually going to take a bit of a step back. Good. If you look at a linear system for packaging, right? A disposable system. Mm -hmm. What has happened is that the package itself is a cost of good to the brand, right? Just like they have to invest in the milk to create the ice cream, they have to invest in the packaging to get it to you. Exactly. And just like the ice cream itself, when you buy a pint of haagen you own all the components. What you want as the consumer is the ice cream, but one of the unintended facts of disposability is that you own the package itself. Right. So if you wanted to wash it and put it on your fireplace as a trophy, you could because it's yours. Most people will throw it out or recycle it if recycling is an option, but you own the package. Right. And what that means for a manufacturer is how can I create a package that performs, that delights, but is also as cheap as possible, uh, right? Because yeah. for me, it's a cost of good, yeah. and I want to keep my cost of goods down. Yeah. One, to make margin and profit on the product, 
but also to make it affordable for you as a consumer to buy it. Right. If every tub of ice cream was in a glass jar with a metal lid and that was just something that went out with the consumer, the consumer owned it, that would jack up the cost of making the product, but also the cost of buying it for the consumer. You got it. So in loop, what's happened, and this is where the analogies toward the milkman come up, is we shift the paradigm again. So in loop, all of the packaging is an asset owned by the manufacturer. So when it's becoming an asset, the haagen of the world can invest more in their packaging to make sure that it's durable and long-lasting. Yeah. So then... I'm just taking a completely, these aren't real examples, no. but if they spend 15 cents right now mm-hmm. on a paper pint, in loop, they may spend 4 or $5 on that new stainless steel ice cream mm. container, which makes it quite unaffordable, but... When they own that and they want that stainless steel container to last a hundred times, the actual cost per use is lower than the cost of good that it is mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. So by changing that paradigm, by making packaging an asset, it allows these companies to invest in better plastic. But what's also happened is that if you give a packaging engineer who's had 15 cents for the last 20 years, Mm. if you went to him today and said, here's $3, in addition to better long-lasting materials that make it durable, a lot of our partners have been able to build in functionality to their package that otherwise you can't do through single use. So with Haagen-Dazs, it's changed not only the durability of the package, but how you as a consumer get it and consume that packaging so with haagen it's about a frozen supply chain you can get your ice cream and it'll stay frozen for hours outside of the freezer because nestle was able to build in thermal capabilities into their packaging that otherwise would not be available in single use i love it I love it. Okay. When you're purchasing through Loop, is there a deposit on the container to ensure that people want to return it? 100%. So all of the packaging is securitized by deposit. Okay. It's a one-time fully refundable deposit, but it is a deposit. So if you were to purchase Haagen-Dazs, and let's say it was $4 to securitize that package, the first time that you buy that ice cream, you're going to pay the actual cost of the ice cream, which I don't know how much haagen is, but, you know, let's say five ninety nine. Sure. Plus $4 for that package. Yeah. The second time that that ice cream goes around and you say, I want more ice cream because the strawberry is actually wonderful, I have to say, <laughs> you would only pay the four ninety nine any subsequent time. Because? If you said, I'm lactose intolerant and I no longer want ice cream, you simply return it and you get your deposit back. Okay. So you get to have the ice cream for five ninety nine each time after that without paying the deposit each time because you send back your container and they refill it or give you a new one, but you've exchanged that container. Exactly. Okay. You got it. Okay. Cool. And is the deposit the same for each product or is it different based on the packaging? Different based on the packaging. That makes sense. So for some of our products, if you're looking at Evian um, with Danone or Coca-Cola, it's cheaper because it's just a thick weight glass, right? Yeah. Versus the Haagen-Dazs, 
which has a lot more technical functionality associated with the packaging. Okay. So there will be a range. And, and for our partners, it's about covering their cost. Because again, they've invested a lot of money in this packaging and their goal is to use it a minimum 100 times. That's what permits this platform. It's, it's an important part of the platform for sure. Awesome. So all of the products currently are shelf-stable items. So that's that's a great place to start, obviously, because the logistics of shipping ice cream is a lot more complicated than shipping peanuts. How does it work to order something online and have it ship to you and have that still be not eco-friendly because like you're shipping lots of things all around the country, but if everything is stationed in New York and people are ordering in Texas, like how do they, how does that work? So to begin with, I should mention that when we look at our pilots, which, which really we're launching in 5,000, or we're launching with 5,000 households in New York and Paris, it's only people within the, the select geography okay. who participate. That to begin sense. with. Yeah, that makes the sense. The goal is to expand rapidly, but we'll have to build a localized supply chain mm -hmm. or at least regional supply chains as we grow. So that's an important piece. But the way that it works for a consumer is the first step is to go into loopstore.com and you'll have access to all these different products. You fill up your cart just like you would any other e-commerce shopping experience. You check out and this is where we start to kind of change behavior. We are going to ship all of the products that you've ordered in a durable tote bag that we at Loop have created. What? So no packaging waste whatsoever. No yeah. cardboard, no packing peanuts, nothing. <laughs> Everything is durable, reusable. You get that tote delivered to your door. You take out all your products. You use your products just like you would right now. Yeah. Behavior change starts once it's empty. Once your shampoo is empty, once your Coca-Cola is empty, once your deodorant is empty, Instead of throwing it out, instead of recycling it, you put it back into that same loop tote that it was delivered to you in. At that point, when you're ready to send something back, you go onto your account and you request a pickup. That tote already has a return UPS shipping label right on top in, in a sleeve. UPS comes to your door, picks it up, sends it to us. We scan it in, and for every product that you've selected auto replenishment, and that's, that's something you can do upon purchase, the next day, we're going to send you a replacement. Okay. It's not necessarily going to be in the same shampoo bottle that you sent back. No. But it might be my shampoo bottle that I sent <laughs> back four weeks ago. Sharing. And, and then around and around we go. Yeah. So it's, it's really simple. And that's something that we took a lot of time developing. Because what we've seen is that for this platform to really work, for refill to really work, it needs to be as simple as the disposable equivalent yes because when you look at disposability now it has its virtues yeah it is easy it is affordable yeah so we wanted to respect those virtues when we are building loop so while loop is a platform where there is no waste it still behaves like single use yeah i think i think that has to be the case because if you want to encourage a new habit in anyone it has to be as simple and straightforward as possible for people because otherwise 
they're not going to do it. It's got to be practical. So I love that. You got it. And you know what? Like working with TerraCycle a long time and, and been doing a lot of talks with respect to sustainability, there's always that fragment of the, of the population who's going to do the right thing. Yeah. You know, it's probably you and I, we're going to go out of our way to do the right sustainable thing. But the, the sad fact is the majority of the population is not going to do that. So when building this platform, we wanted to make sure that it was appealing to the mass population as well. Yeah. And you know what? If you never whispered the word sustainability in Loop and you just put forth a platform that was really convenient and had super nice packaging, mm-hmm. people would want to participate. Yeah. And oh, by the way, it also is the most sustainable thing out there. Yeah, absolutely. So the future of Loop is just building on that, right? Like you're just going to keep making it as simple as possible for people to get all kinds of products and that'll happen when you expand and have more dispersing locations and everything Correct. like that, right? So if you look at our launch already, we're, we're committed to New York and Paris, which will be launching in May with 5,000 households. Oh, we're awesome. going to grow that number of households throughout the course of the year while adding locations in London, Toronto, <gasps> San Francisco by the end of Toronto. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Toronto. So Tom is, Tom is Canadian, grew up in Toronto. I'm Canadian, grew up in Toronto. Our general counsel is Canadian, grew up in Toronto. Well, bring so it, it to Canada, darn it. We're going to launch there. <laughs> and we have a few Canadian companies already in the platform. So if you look at Nature's Path, which are you familiar with Nature's Path? They make Love Crunch, yeah, like, like amazing granola, granola products. Yeah. They're a partner. Their packaging looks absolutely amazing. And then we also have a much smaller Canadian company called Greenhouse Juice that makes like cold-pressed juices, kombuchas, like wheatgrass shots. So there's going to be a lot of variation in the platform. But yes, Toronto as well. And those will launch by the end of 19. And then we have Tokyo in 2020. Amazing. We're already starting to look at additional American cities. Germany is, is on the platform, perhaps South Korea. So I think expansion is, is going to come quickly. And I think it's because there's demand. Yeah. Right? We, we had a ton of positive reception from the launch. We've had a ton of signups to date. So I think that's a very clear signal to our manufacturing partners that the demand is there. And that's facilitating talks for expansion. That's wonderful. And the more it's in mainstream media, not just on, you know, eco-friendly podcasts like mine, uh, the more people (laughs) are going to be talking about it. You're probably that eco-friendly friend that everyone has. So when, when you think of something like this you're just like oh you know what tony would really like that i'll send him that article well that's me and so everyone has sent me this article about loop that's been out with the cbc and i've seen it so many times that i was just like i have to contact them so so are you based in canada yes so i'm um just outside of toronto area in peterborough oh uh, nice yeah so if it's in toronto how far is the radius that it delivers to that I don't know, but that's I would good. say this. I live in Philadelphia, and that's about 200 plus kilometers from New York, New Jersey, and people in Philadelphia and PA can participate. Yeah. So I, I hope that that same radius applies to Canada, but don't quote me because I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. No worries. But I, I would suspect that it's southern Ontario. 
I will totally help with this. Epicenter. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, what I was going to say, though, is even like my own immediate family, they get the TerraCycle medicine all the time because yeah. I work there. But even they and my wife's friends were reaching out about this. And, and hitting that, that mass populace, I think, is going to help fuel that expansion. And, and that's what we need. We mm. need people participating because... What happens as a consumer is, is you, you vote with your dollars. Every yep. time you buy a product, you're sending a message to the manufacturer of that product that you like it. And it could be for the taste. It could be for the mission. So we, we need adoption. That's really important for this platform to work. Mm-hmm. So what is the delivery cost? <laughs> so the tote starts right now at $20. Okay. So if you said... I'm in for deodorant, and I'm going to order one stick of deodorant. It's $20, and that's to ship it out to you, but also to ship it back. Oh. What what happens is there's a, a shipping calculator, and usually once you've hit about five products in loop, that shipping cost has been eaten up because we're able to take advantage of economies of scale. Yeah. We want people participating in multiple products in loop. It that doesn't really sense. work just for one product at a time. So we've incentivized consumers to live their life in loop and then shipping becomes free. It makes sense to buy long-lasting products like shampoo and conditioner, cleaning products, all of those in bulk, right? You're, you're going to get that all at once and use it for a long time. And then once it's all used up, once everything's all used up, then you can return the tote. And, and what we've seen, because we've been running consumer insights testing for, for 12 months now in the U.S., for 10 in France, depending on the size of the household, you may have two or three totes in circulation at any given time. Hmm. Because you're not going to wait to replenish your water, your granola, your ice cream, for your tide to run out. Right? right. You want that quicker. Right. So... It's, it's not just about one tote. There's usually a couple in circulation, and that's why the platform has a very strong mix of products that move very quickly and products that move a little bit slowly. What does the water come in? Is it just small glass bottles? or um... So there's individual bottles and also like table-serving bottles as well. Okay. So I believe it's a 330 mil format and then a liter and a half. Wow. I, I don't... I don't buy water (laughs) except for paying my hydro bill, but I can see that people who do, especially things like carbonated water, you don't want to have to pay to have your own soda stream or something like that. If you just want to have the odd carbonated water, I feel like that's a good thing to do. But I feel like that stuff you would go through really quickly. You go through quickly. Exactly. (laughs) But if it's, if it's juice, for instance, or if it's, if it's snacks, coffee, while it doesn't move as fast as water, you know, mm. I go through about, like me and my wife, a bag of coffee probably every five days. Yeah. So, again, there's a, there's a mix in the platform to facilitate that tote moving. And we don't want, you know, what we internally call tote abandonment, <laughs> where it's just sitting there with stuff in it. Yeah. Alcohol. Can you buy alcohol through Loop? And if not now, then will you be able to? Yes, in Europe, no in North America because of the distribution regulations around shipping alcohol. Okay. Hopefully, over time, we want to add alcohol because we have really phenomenal partners in that space 
who are bringing a ton of amazing innovation. Like imagine your beer coming in really nice heavyweight glass bottles like they used to. Yeah. Like my, my grandfather always had those Grohl swing top ones yeah. that, that lasted forever. But also think of like your own liquor cabinet. You know, some people pour their liquor into a nice decanter. Mm-hmm. Imagine you just got the decanter. Mm-hmm. So we want to add it. It'll probably involve, it will need to involve some cooperation with either an LCBO or yeah. a Loblaws who, who, or any other retailer. Or licensed to distribute that. Exactly. Yeah. Amazing. Because I was just thinking about beer stores and how you can return a lot of bottles there for deposit mostly alcohol bottles but sometimes you can return juice bottles too like there's some brands of juice that are come in glass containers and they say available for refund Mm -hmm. where applicable and i don't i don't know where that's applicable but i just assumed it was the beer store so i don't know if that could ever be part of your process it could and i think there are going to be iterations of loop yeah oh good it's 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 not going to just be the standalone direct-to-consumer model yeah do we envision a day where you can walk into a retailer and purchase a loop product on shelf absolutely sure but in terms of timeline and just getting this platform up and running you know we were really focusing on what's easiest to market but we're already starting to work with a lot of unique partners to get to that point where are on shelf or in an omni-channel sales environment yeah i want to see all kinds of people jump on your business model and and do this like do you think amazon or any of the places that you can buy stuff online people buy a lot of stuff through walmart or through target or whatever online and have it shipped to them do you think other companies will someday adopt this reusable shipping material model or well when you look at our partnerships in europe and I'll focus on Europe because sure. our partners in North America are not yet announced. Okay. But in Europe, we're partnering with Carrefour. Carrefour is the largest hypermarket in France. It's, it's like Loblaws or okay. Target in the United States. In the UK, we're partnering with Tesco. So again, if, if we go back to what I said really early on, what is Loop at its most pure form? It's an engine to help manufacturers and retailers move from a linear supply chain to a more circular one yeah so absolutely to answer your question simply definitely we want to be that engine for retailers for manufacturers to move away from single use and into reusable yeah so you said something about a circular economy i feel like loop epitomizes that but is there is there a nice way that you can summarize circular economy versus linear for anyone who doesn't know it's such an easy one but it's so challenging yeah um i would say if you look at what this the new ceo of unilever alan Job said we need to move away from make use dispose model that's the linear economy right okay yeah it's we make something we use it and we throw it away the circular economy is cherishing everything that we've created, mm. right? Yeah. Resources are finite. There's only so much raw material out there. So once we've extracted and refined ore, like metals, or even oils, right? There are durable plastics in lube. Yeah. Once, once we've created these products, we shouldn't be breaking them down 
as soon as we've used them. Mm -hmm. We should create them with the intention that once they're in this form, we're going to use this raw material in this form for as long as possible. Yeah. Yeah. The founder of Abigo, it's a Canadian company, she said humanity have a value problem where we're not putting value on our food because there's so much food waste. We're not putting value on our packaging because it's all designed to be thrown away. And, and I, I really, that really resonated with me that society has a value problem. And so with Loop, you're able to put a value on the packaging as well, because you're not just getting this flimsy plastic or anything that's just, it really feels disposable. If you get something that's really durable and has beauty and aesthetic qualities as well, because of its material that it's made out of, you'll feel bad throwing that in the garbage. It would feel weird to throw that in the garbage. I think you hit the nail on the head, right? It's, it's, it's about value. It's, it's about creating behavior change. We, we can't continue to live the way that we're living now. Yeah. I think if you look at Loop and you look at where we want to be, we hope that, you know, maybe not my children, but my children's children wake up and they look back at this period of humanity and they can say, what the hell were we doing? Stop that was that. such an abnormality and that the idea of waste is, is oh, just yeah. not there for that next generation. I hope so. That would be incredible. When are you launching Loop again? I think you said that. May, May of this year. In, in New York in and Paris. in Paris. So that's when people will be able to order products. That's where that those 5,000 households can start participating. And then we hope to bring it to Toronto by the end of 19, perhaps early 20, but the goal is by the end of 19. It, I'm sure this takes a lot longer than I have any idea uh, of how long it should take. So you take your time. <laughs> but this is... <laughs> really really well, worthy it's, it's it's coming up real fast and, yeah and i'm in sales right my yeah. job is to reach out to these companies to say please participate in this platform yeah and 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 while it's an obvious ask and while the reception has been tremendous we're also asking these big massive companies some that have been around hundreds of years to change everything that they do today and that's no small undertaking it's not um, but it it's it's kind of like just going back about 60 years. Yeah, so definitely. It's, it takes some rethinking and an upfront cost, but at the same time, ah, I hope it's the way of the future. I think it's brilliant. Me too. And, and we have to do that. Yeah. Right? TerraCycle's been around since 2002. We've been in Canada for 10 years now. I think the time is right to launch something like this. Yeah. You know, I think five years ago, it probably, it, there's not enough awareness mm -hmm. five years ago as there are today. The time is now. Yeah, I think a healthy amount of, of fear would also be useful in this, that literally things are running out, resources are running out, we're running out of space to put all this trash, and it's time to start being able to reuse everything and to start valuing all of the stuff that we have so that we're not just throwing it away because there is no such thing as a way. You got it. Crazy. Very well said again. Do, do you run a podcast or something? <laughs> <laughs> so where can people find more info about uh, Loop Store? I think on Loop Store right now, more and more information will be flooded onto that website. Okay. But I would also encourage you to follow our social media. Great. So new partnerships, uh, new renderings of packaging that will be coming out, I think will all be made available in those channels. So I would, I would definitely give our social media a follow. 
Awesome. Yeah. And just join the conversation and build the hype and, and reach out to you if they have any questions. You got it. And, and for people who, who are, are sitting at home and, and listening to this and saying, wow, this is what I've been waiting for. This is something that I've wanted to see. Yeah. Let me know what products you're using. Let me know where, where's the gap? What are you not seeing? Because for, for me as somebody in sales, we want to be able to provide the, the portfolio mix of products that consumers want to see in loop. So that's where be active in social media, leave comments, because there's definitely eyeballs on that. Okay. Can I suggest one? Absolutely. I want white vinegar available in a large reusable package. Like white vinegar that you would perhaps I can cook with it. I can cook, I can clean, science experiments, but yeah, I can't find refills or white vinegar in glass. You can get apple cider vinegar in glass, but not white vinegar. Anyway, that's my first thought. <laughs> Perfect. I've I've added it to the list. <laughs> yes. It's a, it's a it's a good suggestion. <laughs> Very practical. Thank you. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Tony. This has been an awesome conversation, and I'm really excited about this program. Thank you so much. We appreciate it, and hopefully this is the first of, of many conversations. Awesome. Bye, Tony. Bye. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. If you're as amped about Loop as I am, you can find out more on their website, loopstore.com, and you can find them on social media at loopstore underscore US. If you're new to the podcast, head back to the beginning to learn all about living practical and waste-free, and be sure to like, subscribe, rate, and review the episodes to help spread that good green news. Good luck kicking those disposable habits, and talk to you soon.